Hello again, and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. I'm Trip Rogers, along with the Hall of Famer Mike Sheck. We have reached week 11 of the fantasy football season and the NFL season. We are almost at Thanksgiving, and this is the home stretch of the fantasy football season. Mike, are you ready for the final stretch drive, or maybe in our cases, for the most part, it's the end of the season and the limping home to the finish. <laughs> well, limping hopefully you're not. Uh, hopefully you're not limping home to the finish. Uh, like Kadarius Tony just uh, limped into the end zone last week from a Patrick Mahomes pass, uh, kind of faking <laughs> it there. But uh, you know, it, hopefully, hopefully you're on the winning end. And you know, we have to talk about Deshaun Watson because now he's practicing and. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he might be a play for some people may want to grab him. I don't think a lot of people uh, drafted him. Obviously we're not going to draft him because he was suspended and now he's eligible to come back in week number 13. But the big, the, the big question is, do you grab him? And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's an interesting and a proactive move, but here, here's the thing that bothers me. You take a look at Cleveland's schedule they have the Bills this week in a a blizzard, <laughs> and that, and that and that's to be put it lightly. It, it's going to be forty eight to seventy two inches of snow coming into Buffalo. Um, I don't think tough sledding for them there. Now they had they play Tampa the following week, and then they have the bye and they play at Houston. So of course, you know they could be looking at eight losses at that point. Sure, he's going to play, but is he going to play if they're out of the playoffs? Would would it make sense to play a starting quarterback? You're paying all this money. Now, granted, he hasn't played in two years, so he does need to play. But are they going to really play him if you know, that that's the variable that you have to consider? Cleveland is not in playoff contention or could not be in playoff contention at that point. So I don't know. It's a gamble. But, you know, maybe you do want to grab him. And that's what I was going to say. I think Cleveland is going to want to play him. They're going to want him to play because he has not played in a couple of years. It'll give him a chance at least to shake the rust off. But again, you're paying Deshaun Watson to play football. You're paying him a pretty penny. So therefore, I I think he's a guy you're going to go with. Now, again, I think we had said, and we had even said this a while ago, uh, if if somebody drafted him like in the 16th round of your draft, like the last round, as a kind of a, a okay pick, if you had you felt good about your team, um, you could do that. But at that at the time, I think you know they they had said he was not going to play till week at least week 13. They didn't think he can start practicing this week, but he's yeah. not going to just jump on the field. And and again, they said realistically it would be after the Browns. Um, it, it realistically would be after the Browns buy, as you mentioned. So that's week 13 and it's against Houston. Okay, there you go. But having said that, I think Watson at this point, even if Brown play, if, if Watson plays in week 13, okay, fantasy season is over week 14. I mean, yeah. most fantasy season are over week 14. So I mean, Watson would be a play if you had a week 14 buy for a quarterback. But if not, I, I don't know if I would take the chance. I really, I don't think I want, I would not fill a roster spot 
on that. That I mean, that's my opinion. Uh, speaking of roster spots, though, oh, look at the injuries and the oh, NFC yeah. West. The NFC West had the perspective, or, or, or I could say the complexion of that has completely changed. You had Matt Stafford out concussion protocol. You had Kyler Murray, Murray hamstring. And by the way, I am sure that NFL films and HBO sports just loving the fact they're going to have the Arizona Cardinals on the in-season hard knocks. That's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a train wreck, you know, I, just unreal. And it already was. I mean, the first one was just sat there and went, oh, boy. And then Murray, of course, you know, has has the hamstring injury. Uh, Ertz is now out. Um, San Francisco is getting healthy at the right time of the year. Seattle, I don't know. Seattle is still, uh, you know, I mean, they lost in Germany this weekend to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, but still, you know, that that NFC West is going to be very interesting injury-wise. And, of course, we no longer have a winning or an undefeated team, which means they've popped the champagne corks in Miami because the Dolphins are still the only unbeaten team in NFL history for the entire season, not the regular season, because, of course, the New England Patriots did that before they lost in the Super Bowl to the New York football giants. Had to get that in there, right? You know, that's that. By the way, what'd you think of your uh, your team last Thursday? Uh, performance of uh, P.J. Walker and uh, the Carolina Panthers. Well, it was a solid performance for him, but he is not starting this week because of an injury. So it, it will be, they will be turning back to Baker Mayfield. So, uh, yeah, I think P.J. brings a little bit to the table there in the beginning, I was kind of questioning him, but he had a couple of good performances, especially against Atlanta a couple of weeks uh, back, and then of course with uh, the Atlanta game recently. But uh, yeah, turning the page, and now it's back to uh, Baker Mayfield. So we're going to see how uh, Baker, the touchdown maker, or Baker, the turnover maker, it turns <laughs> out to be. Uh, you know, the only thing he's baking up are turnovers lately. But uh, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. And um, Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold also is going to be yep. uh, number two quarterback back. if Walker's yeah. out. Yes. Yeah, he he is uh, certainly back. But how about that NFC East? I mean, talk about uh, a division that used to be called the NFC Least. And now you've got the Eagles. Now, they fir- they lost their first game last week. But 8-1. Uh, and one, And then you got the Giants at 7-2. and two, Dallas at 6-3. and three, And Washington Everybody has a winning record in that division. They're Washington's five and five, but still a winning record and not, not and not a losing record, should I say? And that Monday night game, I think, was a performance that really made people start to uh, notice the Commanders, uh, and and also again, I thought the Eagles were good. I didn't think they were undefeated good, but I thought they were good. Um, I think. This was a punch in the mouth for the Eagles, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can rebound off that. Because remember, they still have another game against the Cowboys. They have uh, two games against the New York Giants. And so that's going to go a long way to determining that division. And again, I, I don't know if the Eagles were really that good, or was it a case of... Uh, right place, right time for that team. Because I think, you know, I thought the Atlanta Falcons would go into Carolina and steamroll 
the Panthers, especially given the fact they had won two weeks before that. And again, that's why they play the games because you just yeah. never know what is going to happen. You just you don't know from one week to the next. All right, week 11 in the NFL. Teams on by this week, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle Seahawks, Miami Dolphins, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yes, the two teams that played in Munich, Germany, last weekend are off this week. That's that's mighty nice of the NFL. All right, import-exports. First off, import. I mentioned Arizona, and they they're – you know, just a disaster at this point uh, this season, you know. And Keontae Ingram, running back, might want to pick him up because the Cardinals released veteran Eno Benjamin, and they're going to roll with the rookie Ingram as their number two running back, which means he's a James Conner injury away from 15 to 20 opportunities in a game. Thing about Ingram is not many people know a lot about him. In fact, he is probably available in your league. He may be somebody to grab. And again, James Conner's injury history might make him a good stash on the bench. If you are a Conner owner, you'll probably want to grab him as a handcuff. If Conner's out, Ingram's a good bet for 15 plus touches in the game we will see what happens and of course arizona the the, the again it, it it's it, it doesn't look too good speaking of coming out stories how about christian watson wide receiver for the green bay packers he was um you know he he really did not do well he dropped a walk-in 75-yard touchdown opening play of the season but how the mighty have death things have changed he's gone from the outhouse to the penthouse Three touchdowns in the game against uh, in Green Bay's upset win over the Cowboys. Uh, he did really, really well. And I think he is available in a lot of leagues. He could be somebody you want to grab, especially Romeo Dobbs now out ankle injury, uh, IR. And Watson has a chance really to, you know, turn things around this year and it looks like Aaron Rodgers trusted him because he started getting him the ball and it will be interesting to see if the Packers can turn things around in the second half of the season Christian Watson wide receiver for the Packers you want to grab him the Los Angeles Rams got some bad news Cooper Cup now looks like maybe gone for the rest of the season he's out at least four weeks but they may shut him down for the rest of the year uh, because of the fact I mean this has been just an awful season for the Rams Van, jo- Van Jefferson uh, missed the first seven weeks of the season with a knee surgery over the summer, but he has come back. And again, with Cooper Cup out, he's going to be the guy who may get a lot of opportunities. And again, if this Ram team is going to turn things around, Jefferson's the guy who may be the one to get a lot of uh, passing up. He is the remaining option in L.A.'s receiving core. Uh, of course, it'd be funny because from MIA in the first half of the season to a difference maker in the second half of the season. Again, the Rams looking to turn things around. Cooper Cup out at least four weeks. Last but not least, we mentioned once again, here's another Arizona player. Zach Ertz down early week 10 with a knee injury. He's out the rest of the season. Second round pick, Trey McBride tight end he's going to play a spot and it looks as though he's the guy who is going to um grow with Ertz done for the season Kyler Murray hopefully will return to the lineup this week McBride was a monster in his pro day and in the combine and everybody thinks he is going to be a guy you want to grab again 
Let's see what happens, but there is some upside. If you're looking for a tight end and you're looking to uh, maybe uh, roll the dice, Trey McBride, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. All right, exports. And I, I your eyebrows were raised when we were talking about this before we went on. Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Zeke now out two games. Looks like he may miss this week. And and the Dallas is, of course, on a short week this next week because they are going to uh, gonna play the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. So Elliott may be out the next two games. And that puts him that puts us at week 13 when he returns. And I hate to say this, but there is a lot of people in Dallas who love Tony Pollard, and they think Pollard has has made the most of his opportunities, and they think that Pollard gives them more, uh, gives them a better performance at this point than Zeke does. Zeke has been tailing off, and of course, he's had a couple of not-so-good years. The Cowboys might just give Pollard more work just simply because of the fact that Elliott has not been effective I say export Ezekiel Elliott right now. I know you may be scratching your head, but again, we're at the point of the season where this is when Elliott's supposed to shine and Elliott's injury may put him on the sidelines. And again, if you keep hanging on to him instead of getting him off your roster and getting somebody else in there, it could harm you. Also, another export for you, Jerry Judy. He has one of the more bizarre ankle injuries, and it's it's a strain of a muscle behind the ankle. So uh, it, it's not it, it, it the the team has ruled out an Achilles tear, which is a good thing. But Judy out two to four weeks, and since it's week eleven, it's possible that Judy is a viable fantasy cut candidate because, well, let's face it, uh, Den- Denver's not going anywhere. That offense is garbage, and Jerry Judy's been tough. You may want to export him, get him off your roster, get somebody on who can probably help you, especially if you're a team that needs that difference maker as you head into the fantasy playoffs. So those are my import exports. Mike, what have you got? Well, I'm going to leave with the exports this week because I am in an exporting kind of mood. And I think it's safe to say you can export quarterback staff, Matthew Stafford for the Los Angeles Rams. And really, we can't put all the blame on Stafford. But I'm going to. Just <laughs> one game with more than one passing touchdown and two games where he hasn't turned the ball over. His uh, yards per game has dropped by 45 and his touchdowns per game cut in half. But seriously, come on, let's let's not put all the pressure on Stafford. The Rams offense is fundamentally broken. The offensive line is one, if not one of the worst in football. Stafford's tied for fifth in the shortest amount of pocket time. His pocket is collapsing worse than a microwavable hot pocket. I'm telling you, it is bad for the Rams when the only player you should be rostering is Cooper Cup. And now he's out and could be done for the year. I know you mentioned uh, Van Jefferson, but really, I mean, the Rams have nobody that you should be looking at on the waiver wire and, uh, or even on their, on their roster. Cause uh, you know, mixed reviews, even with Tyler Higby one week, he's playing well the next week, the numbers aren't so good. So, uh, and that's so good, but uh, Stafford did have a concussion sat out last week. He will play this week, but I still think 
that it is time to export them because it is no longer pizza pals and Pepsi for Stafford. It's more like finger foods, foes, and other fountain drinks. <laughs> A little bit. And I'm talking about the alliteration on the F's there. So uh, thanks, Fafu <laughs> Fafford. Export, export. All right. <laughs> Moving along. Packers wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs. You mentioned Christian Watson. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, where out thou, Romeo? Well, he's probably making out with Juliet right about now because uh, <laughs> he is not on the football field. Uh, actually, he was seen in a walking boot, and he will be out an additional three to four weeks. You mentioned Christian Watson. Not one, not two, but three touchdown receiving yards last week. Uh, got into the end zone. Saw Pater three times. He is the guy to pick up. It is not Romeo Dobbs. Finally, if you can stomach this export, drop Atlanta tight end Kyle Pitts. Now, we know that trading the tight end at this point is very impossible. So is counting on him for fantasy points. He's totaled over 28 yards in just one game out of the last six, despite seeing an average of six targets per contest. The tight end position, it's been difficult to figure out, but clearly the writing is on the wall for Pitts. And I'll put a caveat with this export as we wrap up my exports. Running back Naheem Hines in Buffalo. He's only played six snaps last week and had just one catch for nine yards as a Buffalo Bill in two games. If he doesn't get involved more in this matchup against uh, Cleveland this coming week, I think it's a definite export. And I think it's going to be tough sledding in the snowball where the leading receiver might be UConn Cornelius in fantasy. All right. <laughs> uh, let's, let, let's move to the waiver wire editions. And, you know, as the bad finger song goes, if you want it, here it is. Come and get it. But you better hurry because it's going fast. Yeah, this is the time of year where the players become few and far between. But I will toss out a few. Running back Jarek McKinnon from Kansas City. Looks like the Chiefs are going to continue with their committee approach with McKinnon and Isaiah Pachko as the top options over Clyde Edwards-Elaire. But out of the three, McKinnon is the safest option given his work in the passing game and his role could increase if Juju Smith-Schuster who's dealing with a concussion, and Nicole Hardman, abdomen injury, are out for an extended period of time. McKinnon has eight targets and six catches in consecutive games and scored at least 20, uh, excuse me, 10 PPR points in each game. Next, Tennessee wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akine. Say that five times fast. And to quote Chris <laughs> Collinsworth, now, here's a guy who had just uh, one of the best games as a Titan receiver all year against Denver, hauled in five catches for 119 yards and two touchdowns. There's only been four times this season where a Tennessee receiver had at least eight targets, and maybe Westbrook Akine can emerge as a reliable weapon for Ryan Tannehill. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did I hear you say that there must be a catch? Will you walk around with a fool and his money? As we move on here, <laughs> my uh, <laughs> Tampa wide receiver, Julio Jones. Now, I know that the Bucks are on a bye this week, but Jones is worth adding to your roster given his performance in Week 10 against Seattle. Three catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. If he could stay healthy, Jones gets into the reliable number three fantasy receiver conversation in majority of all leagues. If you want it, here it is. Come and get it. But you better hurry because it's going fast, my friend. If 
if Julio Jones, if. Okay, yeah. Mike, one of the things we talked about early on in our podcast this week was the Deshaun Watson because he's coming back. And, you know, again, the interesting part is we're coming to the end of the fantasy season. So yeah. here's a question I have for you. Do you try and take a flyer on OBJ thinking he's mm. going to sign with the team? He will probably not play until early December. But again, fantasy playoff times, fantasy playoff time. He could be a difference maker if you are in your playoffs and are in, especially as we head down, because I think OBJ is going to sign with a team. He's going to go with a chance to win a ring. He's not yep. going to go to sit on the bench. He's not going to go. He's going to go to a team where he can help. And I, I again, you want to kind of act, be proactive on this. Do you maybe try and grab him before he signs with somebody? I do like that move. I definitely like being proactive in a fantasy league. And I think you do want to maybe take a chance on him. I mean, what do you have to lose? You know, you mentioned it. He's going to want to go to a winning team. Buffalo is in play. Maybe it's the New York Giants. He's been in talks with them. Of course, we don't know how much in talks with the New York Giants he was, but he did meet with them a couple of weeks ago and people were speculating, eh, maybe OBJ reuniting with the Giants. Who knows? Of course, uh, the connection in Buffalo uh, makes a lot of sense for Josh Allen, given uh, the their performance, are, or maybe he, he goes on another squad. I mean, does he join Tom Brady? Uh, I mean, who knows here what the question is. But from a fantasy perspective, proactive, we talked about Deshaun Watson, maybe picking him up, maybe taking a flyer, maybe the same with OBJ. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point if you are being successful and you're looking at a, a deep playoff run in your league. Why not grab him before your competition does? What do we say? Every, every fantasy draft at the beginning of the season, you need to play to your competition, grab the player. Hey, like, like I said, what do you have to lose? And I, I just, uh, I, I want to go back. Cause I, again, I've, I've the giants, the giants is, is an interesting prospect. And again, I think OBJ wants to win a ring, but also at this point, he wants to get back. He wants to play. He wants to show he's healthy because I don't think he signs a two-year deal here. He signs a one-year deal, and it'll be prorated, obviously, because he's only playing a certain amount of time. And he just wants to show he can play in this league. And then in the offseason, he'll go and sign with another team. So that's where the Giants would come into play because the Giants are certainly in playoff contention. And let's face it, they could use a wide receiver. Uh, you mentioned Buffalo. Listen, if the price is right, Buffalo would take him because, out. you know, again, uh, you, you know, you've got Stephon Diggs. But, you know, last year when OBJ signed with, with the Rams, you thought, wait a minute, they got Cooper Cup. And OBJ was so good. And I think the Bills could be salivating saying, well, this could be the guy that puts us over the hump there. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Again, you just mentioned Julio Jones. If Julio can stay healthy, if Julio can't stay healthy, maybe OBJ goes down to Tampa. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, but that's why I asked that question for you, because I wanted to see if maybe this was, maybe you do pull the trigger on it. We are getting yeah. to that point. 
Now, just a quick reminder, next week is Thanksgiving, and of course, we have three games on Thanksgiving Day, but we normally drop our podcast on Thursday mornings at 9 o'clock. Because next week it's a shortened week, we'll drop the podcast on Wednesday at noon. That'll give you time to make some corrections if we do have some uh, ads and uh, we have some import-exports that would be on those Thursday games. Just so you know, we're not going to we're not going to leave you hanging. We are going to make sure you have the info on the Fantasy Sultans podcast. Uh, the Hall of Famer Mike Sheck and yours truly, Trip Rogers. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. What you got to do is email us fantasysultans at gmail.com. Give a listen for my other podcast, Trips Take. Uh, it's my thoughts and opinions about different things. I talk about my weekend down in Tampa as a spotter for NBC Sports on their coverage of the LPGA. Uh, the the uh, Trips Take is also available. Same place you'll find this podcast, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, and other podcast hosts. And if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, give a listen to WTRS Radio, powered by Live. 365.com. If you want it anytime, we can give it. Yes, each and every week, we carefully sift through the waiver wire and toss out the players you should grab because we want to help you succeed. We want to help you build that awesome ultimate roster, especially down the stretch as we near playoffs, because here it's all about the dubs, not the dobs, as in Romeo. <laughs> Uh, uh, we are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not. <laughs>